we've been reminding everybody that when you order from our friends at Art Scroll, make sure to use promo code RADIO. When you do, you get your discount plus, of course, free shipping. Promo code RADIO whenever you order anything from ArtScroll.com. ArtScroll is responsible for the brand new book, which I have uh, I've been gobbling up. I've been internalizing it. It's called A Daily Dose of Bitachon, Filling Your Day with Trust and Reliance on Hashem. It's based on Shari Bitachon. It's written by Rabbi David Sutton. Rabbi Sutton, author of many important works, including Beis Halevi on Bitachon and Embrace Shabbos, shares with us more than 130 readings designed for the consistent daily use that enables truly effective change. Drawn from the classic wisdom of the Chovas Alvavos Shah HaBitachon, these insights into the service of the heart are remarkably contemporary, speaking to our own challenges. Each reading ends with a practical takeaway, ensuring that we incorporate Bitachon into our everyday encounters. And of course, Rabbi Sutton shares stories that show us the amazing power of Bitachon. Rabbi David Sutton is uh, the rabbi along with Rabbi Ozeri at Yad Yosef in Brooklyn, New York. He is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Sutton, a pleasure and an honor to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. My pleasure. I've heard a lot about you. I've seen it a lot and I'm excited to be part of this. I greatly appreciate that. Um, is, in fact, trust and reliance the best way to translate the word bitachon? Is it better than the word faith? Uh, absolutely. I, w- I actually like the word reliance alone. I use the word trust just because reliance might sound a little too uh, strong. But if you'd like, I could explain the difference between uh, just general faith versus reliance. Oh, I, like. I very much would like that. Please go ahead. So as we know, there's two terminologies. One is called emuna or emuna, and the other one is bitachon or bitachon. So emuna means to have belief or faith. That means right now I believe that my father can uh, pay my mortgage if need be. I believe that my father has money in the bank, and if I call him, I know he can do it. I'm not relying on him because I have a salary and I can do it on my own. So faith and munah means I know that Hashem could do it. I know right now he could do a lot of things. I believe that. Am I actually relying on him for that? Relying is more active. In order to have bitachon, it's not just what you know. You actually are relying. You're leaning on him. We say every single day in our tefillah, mish'an umiftach latzadikim. Uh, you know what a mish'an means? I like to, when I give a class, I like to ask people. You know what a mish'an is? No, I never mish'an what is a mishan? Don't we say to Yes. So what is a mishan? A mishan is a cane. It's a cane. Something a mishenet. When when Elisha brought back the the the, the 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 child that died, he said, "Take my mishenet. Take my cane." So a mishan is a cane. A, a cane is that you lean on. Mishan It's something that God is something that we lean on. Not just I know He could do it. I'm actually leaning on Him. I'm counting on him. Big difference. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, why does it take so much of an effort in order to get to that level when one needs to or understands the importance of relying on Hashem? And I say it like that because when one tries to obtain knowledge, 
we know that you know one studies and one learns, and the more we know, the more it seems we don't know, right? We understand that we, there's so much more that we just don't know. When it comes to bitachon, when it comes to trust and reliance on Hashem, one would think that it's such a, a simple concept. Look around you. Anybody who looks around us, you know, sees this world, sees all the miraculous things that happen every single day, including us waking up this morning. Why would it be so difficult? Why would it be so foreign or so hard for us to obtain this reliance on God when it's so much in front of us and, 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 and envelops our entire life? That is a truly a good question. Um, on one hand, you're right. If you open your eyes, you see, like you said, the beautiful world outside. I'm sitting right now in Deal, New Jersey, and uh, it actually it's not a uh, sunny day, but it's still the beautiful foliage, and it's just a, a wonderful sight to see. But there's a big but, which is at the same time I'm sitting here, I see the uh, traffic light is being fixed by some construction workers, they got their truck there, they got their cones out, and they're doing things. We see a world where people are doing a lot. And as much as we might have in our head that Hashem is in charge of the world, we say every morning, Hashem Echad, but the, it says, I was once heard the name of the Zohar, but we close our eyes when we say Kriyashma. Why do we close our eyes? Why can't I just say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkein Hashem Echad with my eyes open? And the answer is because everything we see with our eyes is really contrary. We're getting constant messages that if I don't go to work, I don't make money. If I don't go to the doctor, I don't get better. If I don't go to the lawyer, I don't win the case. So there are so many uh, contrary messages that although Bitochem seems simple, but we're almost conditioning ourselves like you train the dog. We're being trained almost by all our actions that we do, and when we do, things happen. And now to counter that with our Bitochem is really a challenge. And the only way to do this, the only way to counter it, the only way to defeat the messaging that you just described is to make sure that we are surrounded with bitachon, surrounded with the concept of reliance on Hashem on a daily basis, hence the title, A Daily Dose of Bitachon. Because if we don't hammer this home into our heads every single day, if we don't do something to make sure to keep this uh, in the forefront for us every single day, we're not going to be able to achieve what seems to be that 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 ever that 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 concept that idea that Hashem is in charge and that there's no other to rely on. Correct. We actually say it in Aleinu Shabbat every day. Know today, put it on your heart. Hashem all came and said that God is in charge. Nothing else but Him. Ain't all. There's nothing else but Him. But it says, hayom, no today. And what do the rabbis say on that? It means every single day. We say in Aleinu L'Shabeach, every day, I need a daily dose. <laughs> it's right. not enough to have it in your head, but put it into your heart, which is another big challenge. You started off talking about knowledge. Right. Knowledge is a great thing. But to go from your brain to your heart, Rabbi Itzel of Petterberg said, is like going from the heavens to the earth. The gap, the space between your head and your heart is light years. And I wonder if the Hayom in Vayadata Hayom also refers to the fact, in a way, that today is all we have. Hashem has proven to us through all the yesterdays that He's there for us, 
and we rely on the fact that tomorrow and you know henceforth he's going to be there for us that that he's going to make sure that sun rises every single day for us and please god that we'll be able to say modani and thank him for our for our neshama you know every single morning henceforth please god everyone should be well but today is all we have today today is the day that we have to concentrate on and make sure to to address well that's that's beautiful you saying about today is the day because part of bitachon is don't think about the future. Bitachon means right now people are worried, people are miserable about what's going to be with my stock portfolio, what's going to be with my business, what's going to be all the what's going to be. Let's look at today. What's your today look like? You had breakfast already, you had your cup of coffee, you have a bed, you have your family. Today is a great day. We get miserable because of tomorrow. Tomorrow is the not even here today. Like it says, Al Tidag Sarat Machar. Ben Sira, quoting the Manai of Amot, says, Don't worry about tomorrow's problem. Tomorrow's problem is not here. We get stuck in tomorrow. What's going to be? You, today you're basking and bathing in God's kindness right now. The point that you said is really a huge, I've got to quote Rav Nachum Siegel, in a new Pshan of Ayatata Hayom. That's your own Pshan? I mean, I, I I incorporated into the you know. There's so many great sayings in both the Jewish and secular world that m- remind us to concentrate only on today. You know, there's yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is uh, you know. Some would say a promissory note. Today's all we got, so to speak. So I guess I incorporated some of that into that thought. It's interesting as a side note, not related to be on, but the Vilna Gaon says, quoted by the Chafetz Chaim and Rabbi Yochum when a person gets up in the morning, he should say the following three things. I only have today. I only have this daf gemara. And the only person in the world that's learning is me. Because we always think, oh, there's somebody else. Oh, there's tomorrow. Oh, there's so much to do. No, it's you. It's today and what you have to do today. That's the whole story. Yeah. But that's an aside. Sometimes takes a lifetime to incorporate that. Sometimes takes a lifetime. Absolutely. Sometimes takes a lifetime to work on that, and and frankly, the Shar B'Tachon. Look, I've I've spoken about Shar B'Tachon many many times on the air, and those who've written about Shar B'Tachon have been invited, and we've had these conversations on the air. It, it is unbelievable. Those who've never explored it uh, should really take out the text and and understand what the Chovas uh, Halvavos is about and how the Shar B'Tachon is such a centerpiece uh, to, to his writing and to his legacy. Uh, but look, look, the the basic point is that. Um, uh, that we have a father in heaven who takes care of us like like a father would, like a really, really, really reliable father would. <laughs> you know, the best father imaginable. And it is sometimes difficult to remember that, and that's why we need daily reminders about it. And that's why this book is so important. The book is entitled The Daily Dose of Bitachon, Filling Your Day with Trust and Reliance on Hashem, by David Sutton is with us live via telephone. He is the author of the book. It's an Art Scroll selection. Go to artscroll.com and... Uh, and you'll see how this will enhance uh, every single day for you. Um, the uh, you give a lot of examples, a lot of different directions of how people can go about uh, incorporating bitachon into their uh, uh, into their lives, including these practical takeaways that are in every single uh, chapter that you write. And one of the things I found interesting, obviously we can't do all of them, but one of the things I found interesting, uh, one of your takeaways is when a Torah obligation comes your way that makes you want to say, "Why Hashem?" 
what did I do to deserve this? Realize that Hashem really is viewing was deserving of the opportunity to meet a challenge with Bitachon, to do a mitzvah, and to earn merit. I mean, you would argue, and I guess the Shara Bitachon, Chovas Alvavas would argue, that certain mitzvos are literally incorporated into our lives in order to increase our reliance on and our devotion to God. Absolutely. I mean, um, one of them is what the Damar and Beitza says, the things that I call come out of your slush fund, <laughs> meaning there are, there are uh, your tuition, your money that you spend on Shabbat, the money you spend on Rosh Chodesh and Yom Tov, and the Ritzvah says all mitzvot for that matter really come out of your slush fund. That means when God decides you're going to make X amount of dollars this year, your money is decided not based on, on what you're going to spend on religion, and that's that your slush fund. And if people would really realize that, you know, people will build houses or bungalows, or they don't they don't have bungalows anymore, but whatever, maybe a summer home, <laughs> right. wherever you live, from, you know, from the north to the south, and people are, you know, putting in all kind of uh, expensive uh, hardware and whatever it may be into their homes, and the, the knobs, the in the bubble in the kitchen, and you know, summer homes today, you know, the uh, the current summer homes are nicer than our grandparents' all year round homes. Yep. And then when it comes to buying your mezuzah, suddenly you know what? I want to buy the eighty dollar one, the two hundred fifty dollar mezuzah. Like, come on, two hundred fifty dollars for mezuzah? But if someone told you the mezuzah is not coming out of your account, that's coming out of your slush fund. And hey, what is it? It's a, it's a, you know, it's a pennies a day for your entire life. And, you know, that, that attitude of how to spend money on mitzvahs and where to be cheap and where not to be cheap, you know, what's, like, hold on. <laughs> you mean I was uh, selling my book in the Deal Synagogue, and I said, you know what, if people are having all different kind of problems with selling their inventory, I got $25 over here is going to solve all your inventory problems, or 30 whatever the book costs, solve all your inventory problems. People suddenly, like, balk at what? Books today are $30? $30? You can't go to a restaurant alone today for lunch and get away with less than $30. <laughs> and, and when you say it'll solve your inventory products, you have to expound on that. What do you mean by that? That means there are many people in our Syrian community that I'm part of that have uh, warehouses of goods now, and due to the inflation and the people not having money for the basics, uh, warehouses are full of goods that they got to get rid of, and people are looking at ways. How do, I, how do I get rid of all my goods? How do I sell them? There's only one answer. The answer is relying on a Kaddish Baruch because he can make it happen. He can make anything fly out of the, out of the, out of the office, fly, fly out of the warehouse. He just, you know, sprays a little charm on your product, and suddenly everybody wants it. And when and, that's, uh, and, when, and when one is standing at the uh, uh, at the door of uh, his warehouse. Uh, and is looking at you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inventory, and and not knowing how long it's going to stay in that large room, it could be it could be a big uh, faith test, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a story told in, during the Corona era. There was a man that was uh, he bought before Corona started. He bought warehouse a warehouse full of masks <laughs> as because it was on sale and he, and he was sitting there for a year. He didn't know what to do with it. He was just you know, paying warehouse fees, and suddenly Corona comes, and he can't keep up with the demand. I'm not saying we need another Corona, but we need to have some, Hashem could bring something that suddenly we need T-shirts. I don't know what it's going to be. That's Whatever it may be, Hashem can do anything, and it's all up to us to rely on him to bring it about. You know, you write on page 129 about Birkat Hamazon, and we've spoken many times on these uh, airwaves 
about the language that we use uh, when we thank Hashem for the bread and for the meals that we've eaten. Berkat Amazon, folks, is benching, is the, the grace we say after, a, uh, after we've completed a full meal. And, and some of the words that are included uh, are, And through his great goodness, we've never lacked, and maybe never, never lacked nourishment, for all eternity. He's always been there for us. He's always been there with the, whether it's actual food or mazon, whatever is necessary for us uh, to continue to sustain ourselves. Hashem has always been there for us. And we say this every single time we bench. We say this every single time we've completed a meal. And yet again, it is so difficult to internalize. Now, one of the tips that you actually give is to increase our concentration on Birkat HaMazon and recite that first bracha, that opening paragraph, but, you know, slowing down and concentrating on it as much as possible. That can be, uh, you know, hopefully that'll become a habit for people to focus on and to, you know, understand that he, that he, with a big H, is always there for us. Why is that paragraph so vital? Well, you know, Birkat Amazon is the uh, only Beracha uh, that is from the Torah, according to all opinions. Some include Birkata Torah, the blessing we make on the Torah, but everyone's in agreement that Birkata Mazon is the blessing that comes from the Torah. That's the one. The other ones are rabbinical. When we say Shahakal, of course you have to do it, but it comes from the rabbis. It comes from uh, the sources. It's a strong, a strong rabbinical law, but it's not a uh, one of the 613. Now, what is it about Birkata Mazon that's so important? And Rabbeinu Bachir and others explain that after a person eats, he automatically forgets. There's a power of eating that we say, pen lest you forget. Right. When you're on a full stomach, you forget. That's why when a person's enjoying, it's not just a full stomach, it's any success. Success causes us to feel, I did it. And then we start to forget about a Kadosh Baruch Hu, and that's when you need your dose. That's what you need to really, and that's why it's hard to say Birkat Amazon. We, you know, say it to say we sometimes avoid it. We rather get Mazonas bread, as they call it, because right. we don't like to go through that that uh, process right. of saying Birkat Amazon. If you find yourself sleepless from stress about business or expenses, imagine you are turning your accounts over to Hashem. He has the password to your bank account. By the way, this is Rabbi Sutton writing. He has password to your bank account and full access to your finances. He tells you, go to sleep. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I know you're right, but it's, it's such a madrega. It is such a level to get to that point. It could be frustrating trying to get to that point. So let me tell you, for a regular person, as you mentioned, there's another book called Embrace Shabbat, right. which we worked on. And in there we bring down, it's also in the Beit HaLevi, uh, on Bitachon, another great work. The Beit HaLevi, if you have these two books together, the Chovos Loves and Beit HaLevi, you're in good shape. But the Beit HaLevi uh, talks about uh, when there's nothing else to do, then you're really absolved of any ishtadlut, any effort. You did everything you can. There's nothing else to do. So really, uh, we never could say there's nothing else to do in our heads. But when it comes Shabbat, there's nothing else to do. Friday night comes, there's nothing else to do. Because right. you can't go to work tomorrow. And therefore, the best time to work on what you call this very high level of giving everything over to God, it's really an obligation every Shabbat because it says, you have to imagine Friday night, your work is finished. That means you just sold your business for $100 million, 
and there's nothing to do. You're going to buy it back again Monday morning or, or Sunday morning or, or what's a Shabbat. But for 24 hours, you sold your business. And therefore, even a person on a lower level is being asked to have that level of bitachon on Shabbat that I gave my business away. I can't talk about it. And technically, Rabbeinu Yonah says I shouldn't even be thinking about it. And that's an opportunity to work on that high level at least once a week because there really is nothing to do. Even if we have to do Ishtadlu during the week, we might have to think about it during the week. But Hashem told you on Shabbat it's unnecessary. Don't do anything. The boss is telling you take the day off. Don't do anything. And that's a good training ground for this concept. Yeah, I hear that. A daily dose of bitachon, filling your day with trust and reliance on Hashem. We're speaking to her by David Sutton. This book is written based on Shar HaBitachon. I think the the most frustrating part, and I think people are getting the idea from what we've uh, spoken about in terms of the book, in terms of some of the uh, pieces of advice that you give at the end of each uh, uh, one of these readings, I, I think the most frustrating part is is how much work is necessary because it's not just a it's not just doing this on a daily basis and trying to internalize this through all the different examples and all the different stories. But in addition to that, even when one does that, it is so hard to to actually, you know, not roll one's eyes at this whole concept. I mean, it, it is still mind-boggling to me, maybe because I'm getting older, it is mind-boggling to me that we are surrounded by miracles. I mean, when you think about it, every little thing that goes on on a daily basis is an absolute miracle that is being performed by God for us. And with all of that, it is so difficult to to hand over one's fate to the one above. Is there, in addition to do, is that the only answer? Is the answer just making sure to concentrate on this on a daily basis and spending as much time on this as possible? Is there any other, any other way to, to go ahead and, uh, and, and, and realize how, how real all of this is? Well, the, the, the fact, like you said, that it's so hard and even though it's so obvious, it's really, it's our, almost say, I could say we're hard wired in a way that Bitachon is hard because we have built into us a, a feeling of, I did it. We have a feeling of, you know, I'm here and I did it. That's what's called kochiva otsimiyadi. Yeah. means even a little child, Rav Olber writes, it's really it's about gava, it's about arrogance. Uh, Rav Olber writes, a little child, when he starts to walk, he's all proud of himself. A child gets on a bicycle, hey mom, look, no hands. Like as if he's, he's doing things. We have, we're hardwired that God made it that we feel like we're in charge. He gave us that, that almost that uh, good feeling that we're doing things. And at the same time, to realize as much as it looks like you're doing, you're really not doing, it's a very hard, constant struggle. I mean, the greatest of the greats, Reb Chaim Volozhin, who's greater than that? Reb Chaim Volozhin, students of going to Vilna, we bring the story down there. He's seen once walking, and he has some leeches on him. Because in those days, they believed in leech therapy, which today is becoming more commonly believed as well. Right. And he's... Uh, he has, he's wearing these leeches, and then he goes into the, a class being given by the greatest of the greats, the Gaon of Vilna, talking on Bitach, in the middle of the thing, he says, that's it, I don't need these leeches, and he has them removed. And a few hours later, they see the leeches are back on, he says, what happened? And he says, while I was sitting there in the shiur in the class in the Gaon of Vilna, I was so clear, I felt I don't need the leeches anymore. But as time went on, it dissipated. So this, this is the greatest of the greats admitting to the fact that it's just, it's just really, like you said, it's a constant, constant yeah. work. And I feel in my when I'm talking or I'm giving a class on it, I'm supercharged. Right. And then it wears off. I believe because I speak. So you have to learn about it, speak about it. 
I mean, people, there are a lot of people with the, the, with the, uh, Levi, and it's not just about, you know, my book that's read by David Asher has an unbelievable series called living Amuna with right. art school as well. He's up right. to the sixth volume and there's people all over the world that have, uh, daily groups. They get on the phone together and they talk it over and they read a lesson a day. And that's, you know, that's everything. You got to just keep on working at it. And you know what? It's slowly like Rabbi Akiva on the rock. It, it, it penetrates. Right. It does penetrate. Look, that's the frustrating part that it sometimes feels unattainable, but, uh, you know, slowly but surely. And, and it's never going to be perfect. One would, one would, you know, have to, I guess, come to the reality, especially with the Torah giants that you described who also struggled with it. It may never be perfect, but it, the better it gets, the, the, the better one's life is and the better they feel about life. Rabbi Sutton, do you sometimes think about how different it is in this generation? In other words, um, if, if in fact, there's a difference. The, the way you describe the bicycle example, to me, it's sort of like Bechirah uh, and Asiyah like that we actually do have free will, but when we do something, we have to understand that we're doing it with the help of God, and it's not us alone who are, right. who are right. doing it. Do you, sometimes right. think, do you sometimes think it was different in other generations, or that's not fair? Every generation, even with... Because today people might think, you know, with the, with the wealth, the technology, the luxury, you know, being able to do something with the press of a button, so that really gives you the, you know... Uh, Oh, well, actually, what he's saying is something really brilliant. The Cholos Lovovo says in another shar, he has a line that goes like this. Uh, as as much as the world develops, the Sechel becomes destroyed. Wow. His intellect becomes destroyed. And he brings, and he brings it well, 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 Sechel, he, he means intellect or common sense or both when he says Sechel there? So, uh, so simply he means, the simple, I shouldn't say simple, Revolva once explained it as, if you have a camera, you lose your ability to look at the scenery. If you have a calculator, you lose your ability to, to add numbers. Right. Technology makes the man smaller. Right. But the Cholos Lovavas goes and actually quotes a Pasuk in, in connection to Bitochon that you're going to make a lot of money and you're going to forget Hashem. Which means the more technology we have, the more we're, so to say, in control of the world. We're, I was in a restaurant recently, believe it or not, in Lakewood. And they had a robot delivery thing that's going around. You oh. put the, the, the waiter puts it on and it zooms around to the table and it, it delivers. So we're so uh, proud of our work. You don't even you need the human being. God's creation getting more and more removed from right. God and more stooped in, I did it. Because, hey, there are people that don't even know where products come from. It just comes right. from, the, from the shelf in the supermarket. Right. You know, I have a friend that is uh, it's a cute story. Uh, he was going out with a, a girl. He ended up dropping her uh, because he, he felt that her level of intellect wasn't up to par, and she didn't know that eggs came from chickens. Wow. And you, yeah. you actually write in the book about the importance of sitting with one's food and starting to think about where it came from and what ingredients God created. Exactly. But that's my point. There are people, there's a, someone out there, I hope she's not listening, <laughs> that didn't know an egg came from a chicken. Because, hey, you just, we don't even think where things come from. Where does coffee come from? The whole process. Oh, you know, I just, just go there in Starbucks. It's there. You know, where's the... Uh, and not only that... Let's, the, yeah, about I, I, Starbucks, I, I, let's just qualify. 
should you eat in Starbucks or not? Have stuff and out of stuff. I'm just using Starbucks right. as an example. So. Uh, understood. Uh, and, of course, uh, then the added component of how something is delivered and distributed and gets to that shelf, etc. I mean, the, the, the work and the ingenuity and the manpower that's required all, of course, you know, uh, coming from the in- incredible gift that that everybody in that process has from the one above. It's as right. simple as that. Which is, Rav Nachum, I think we're coming we're coming to a close. I think is it is it uh, acceptable? I give a shout out to a neighbor of mine that's a real big fan of yours. Are you kidding? It'd be my honor. So there's a lady name is Judy Landa. She's a neighbor of mine. She comes sometimes Friday night, and she will just rave about the Nuckham Siegel show. It's her favorite, favorite show. I hope she's listening now. She's a great... She's really a fan. She's a great listener, and I appreciate you mentioning her, and uh, and and I'm glad that uh, she's spreading the word about what we do every single day. And speaking of every single day, I, I hope people take the opportunity to explore the daily dose of Bitachon. It is uh, one of the bandwagons that I hopped on uh, years ago uh, when I was uh, reassured by a friend of mine during a very difficult time for me that uh, the only thing to do is to rely on the one above. And as, as, as much as I explore this topic and as much as your book and others have been such an incredible inspiration, it is, it's, it is a frustrating to go through this daily battle. But as you described, Rabbi Sutton, it's the only approach. Everyone's got to battle this. Everyone's going to has to you know, make sure to be inspired by it. I don't want to use a negative word like battle. Everyone has to be inspired by it every single day. It's the only way. Okay, thank you, Malcolm. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Mazal Tov on the book, and thanks for uh, thanks for bringing us to a higher level of trust and reliance on Hashem. Thank you so much. Rabbi David Sutton, everybody. The book is entitled The Daily Dose of Bitachon, Filling Your Day with Trust and Reliance on Hashem. I cannot recommend it highly enough. And yes, it's hard. It's a struggle sometimes, but everybody out there, you, have to t- you take my word for it. Uh, no matter how old or young you are, it is worth uh, doing this on a daily basis and making sure to keep in the, uh, in the forefront of our minds who, in fact, is in charge and who we rely on on a daily basis, seven days a week, every single day of the year. Reliance on Hashem is the only way. And uh, a big yeshikach there by David Sutton. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio when you do, when you order anything from artscroll.com, including the brand-new book by David Sutton. A major discount plus free shipping when you use promo code radio. Make sure to do that. More coming up. You're listening to a, a JMN broadcast for a for a uh, Monday morning.